0: Ed Curry once thought about killing himself, but an angel appeared and she stopped him. Since then, he plays the devil.
1: Well, because I liked hurting people with hot peppers, you know, honestly.
0: Curry has become wealthy, growing and selling the hottest peppers and hot sauces in the world. How hot?
1: Uh, World record hot. (laughs) Eat it. It's okay. You'll be fine.
0: I ate it and I wasn't fine. I wasn't fine at all. Hi, it's Jane Wells, and this is CNBC Strange Success, which takes you behind the scenes of some of the weirdest businesses to meet some of the weirdest business people. I meet a lot of interesting characters doing these stories, like the crack addict who built a pillow empire, season one, episode one, the guy who stumbled into making lifelike sex dolls, episode eight last year, the man who invented fake testicles for dogs, episode one this season, and the woman who became a professional cuddler. That was just last week. But when it comes to interesting characters, 55-year-old Ed Curry is easily in the top five. He combines a Southern modesty and devout Christian faith with an evil
1: enjoyment causing pain. I would like it to have more pepper in it but because uh, I want to really see people suffer. But uh...
0: <laughs> He created Pucker Butt Pepper Company in Fort Mill, South Carolina. A nearly $3 million a year enterprise growing 1,800 different varieties of peppers, mostly variations of the notorious Carolina Reaper. They go into his famous hot sauces, including one called the Last Dab. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Last Cheers. Dab. Cheers. Which I tried. Oh, give me a minute. You I, don't, I don't want to throw up. You might need to. More on that later. And <sighs> I don't even want to remember it. But before I let Ed tell the story of how he became the Guinness World Record holder for creating the hottest pepper, a brief explanation of why peppers pack a punch. A pepper's heat is measured in units on the Scoville scale, created by American pharmacist Wilbur Scoville in 1912 when he worked for a pharmaceutical company. He decided to come up with a way to measure pepper pungency. The scale measures the concentration of capsaicinoids in a pepper. The higher the concentration, the more Scoville heat units. Ed Curry took me into a greenhouse to explain where his peppers fall on the scale.
1: How hot is hot? Uh, like jalapenos, there are 3,000 Scoville heat units. Uh, the mildest ones in this greenhouse are about 1.6 million Scoville heat units. Uh, You're talking about stupid hot, okay? That's just (laughs) what they are.
0: How does it not kill you?
1: Well, it's actually good for you. Uh, uh, What we perceive as heat is actually a chemical reaction uh, that's going on that our brain perceives as heat. There's no actual heat. Peppers cannot hurt you.
0: He's right. The capsaicinoids in peppers activate messengers in your nervous system, which tell your brain you're being burned, even though you're not actually being burned. I repeat, you are not being burned. But your brain thinks you are, and it responds as if the flames are real. Some scientists believe peppers have capsaicinoids to protect them from being attacked by a fungus or destroyed by insects. And yet the stuff does not bother birds who eat the hot seeds and then spread them around in their dung, which makes more pepper plants. Because nature is amazing. When the peppers hit your stomach, the same thing happens. The body reacts as if you've swallowed a burning charcoal, even though you haven't, and you want to retch and get it out of your system immediately. Remember the story a few years ago about the guy who ate a pepper so hot it burned a hole in his esophagus? The hole was not caused by the pepper, but by the violent vomiting induced by his body's reaction.
1: For me and for most people, the heat usually starts down in your throat and then comes up into your face and then you're just, you're done. You start, you know, the mucous membranes start going so snot starts pouring out of your mouth.
0: And then the next day?
1: majority of people call it something like ring sting.
0: Hence the name of the company, Puckerbutt Pepper. Ingesting super hot peppers can also produce terrible cramps as the capsaicinoids make their way further down your system. How long do they last?
1: Uh, Depending on, like, uh, well, one time NBC was down here filming and uh, they had me eat 14 reapers in in about a three-minute period. And then I ate... uh, something we call a giant reaper right after it, and then I ate some other peppers right after that, and then we did tincture. And I was on the floor in the bathroom about 45 minutes because cold floors feel really good when you're cramping up and sweating.
0: Hard to believe these super hot peppers cannot kill you, but they can't, believe me. Uh, Unless, of course, you eat pounds and pounds of them. I mean, doing that with any food will kill you. Or if you put them on a huge, greasy cheeseburger and that ends up giving you a heart attack. The truth seems to be that super hot peppers could actually be good for you. Have these peppers saved your life? Because I read Yes, that.
1: they have. Explain uh, that. We have heart disease and cancer in our family. And uh, one of the things that I studied was that the populations that have no indices of heart disease or cancer, unless they've been westernized, are all around the equator. And one of the five uh, things that you can standardize with those populations is capsinoids, and they eat them with every meal.
0: The National Center for Biotechnology Information says capsaicin may help fight certain cancers and be heart-healthy. And a 2015 study in the British Medical Journal said people who eat spicy food six or seven times a week had a 14% lower chance of dying in a given time period compared to people who do not eat any hot stuff. And a funny thing happens after you eat super hot peppers— endorphins kick in.
1: Well the pain is temporary. I mean I won't lie to you, eating a Carolina Reaper is like eating lava. It hurts when you initially eat it. But eventually that endorphin rush takes over and it just it feels good. You know five minutes of pain then becomes 20 minutes of pleasure. The capsinoids fill the dopamine receptors in your brain and release endorphins akin to a runner's high or you know some other kind of high. So your body perceives pleasure and you want to just do it again and again and again. Pleasure? Pleasure, yeah.
0: So how did this happen? How did a guy who grew to hate his life learn to love it on a pepper farm? Well first of all his mother was a master gardener.
1: She taught me how to breed uh, irises and lilies, actually, when I was younger. I I started studying peppers back in uh, 1981 when I went to college. I, I went from college to college for a, a long, long time. <laughs> I stayed in college for seven and a half years because I liked it. You know, I liked drinking with the frat boys. <laughs>
0: Curry says he wanted money more than happiness. He became a stockbroker, and the first day he had his license, the market crashed in October 1987. He said it was a sign from God.
1: That was, you know, that was the beginning of the downfall, because really what I wanted was money so I could keep on partying. And I was a functional addict, essentially. You know, I just, I, I did really well. People thought I was successful, but I really was, and I was miserable on the inside.
0: One night in 1999, Curry was living in Michigan, so miserable. He considered suicide.
1: If there was a blizzard going on in Michigan. Uh, I was living in uh, a town called Rochester Hills at the time, and I had opened up all the doors and windows in my condo and I was letting the snow in and I wanted to just end my life. You know, because I just had that hole, you know, that hole that all all people in addiction know. Uh, and I saw this angel. It was a white apparition. And, Male, uh, female? Yeah, it was a female and that apparition told me to go to a certain place and I was like, oh, oh crap and I packed up. I, I had a Camaro. This is a blizzard. I packed my Camaro up with a bunch of booze and drugs and guns and I started, drove out into this blizzard to find this place.
0: The angel somehow indicated that Curry should look for an actual sign.
1: I actually stopped at a friend of mine's house uh, just because I wound up there and they knew where the sign was for this place. So we drove the next morning to it and it turned out to be a rehab facility and I I got clean. And I haven't turned back since so immediately I knew what my passion was and I went back into my passion.
0: Curry earned some money working in banking and insurance with the goal of getting back to South Carolina to start growing peppers on a big scale.
1: When I was able to get out of Michigan legally, I came down here right away. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Get out of Michigan legally? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was there a little issue?
1: Yeah, there was a little issue. There were a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop! Uh, yeah.
0: Well, were you on parole?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Uh, well, maybe. I know. I was in trouble mostly for drunk driving. Yeah. I got them over and over and over again, and they never put me in jail. I had good attorneys <laughs> that kept on getting me first offenses, so. But uh, <laughs> a, ju- a judge saw what I was doing and it sponged my record. You know, I had been clean approximately 33 months and doing a lot of, lot of stuff for the community. So you had a record. I just yeah. want to... Yeah. You,
0: okay. He moved in with his folks, and then he started going to meetings to help with recovery. There he met Linda
1: there was this really hot blonde that kept on walking by and uh, <laughs> and I started seeing her in meetings and uh, i 'd ask her like. Uh, Hey, what's your name? And she'd be like, who wants to know? You know, <laughs> give me, like the shoulders and all that. And I'd say, hey, give me your number. And she's not a chance, you know. I heard her say one day that she really loves salsa. And no one ever brought salsa to these meetings. So I went out into the garden. I whipped up some salsa. I brought it to the next meeting. She said, who made this? I said, me, you know. And nine months later, we were married. That business started the day I met Linda. Uh, because she kept on having me make hot sauce and salsa for people and giving it away.
0: By 2003, they decided not to give it away anymore. They started a real business to make real money.
1: To start this business, I actually cashed out uh, all my IRAs, all my uh, 401ks. I uh, charged every single credit card I could get my hands on to the max.
0: And to start it?
1: Uh, maybe about 400000 I put in to start.
0: In 2003, Ed Curry started selling puckerbutt hot sauces at farmers markets. By 2006, he had a little stall inside a type of a flea market. He got some local media attention, which boosted sales. Then around 2009, a graduate student at a local college tested puckerbutt peppers on the Scoville heat scale and published a report declaring they were the hottest ever a claim validated by the Guinness Book of World Records.
1: From that point forward, it's been nothing but growth ever since. Yeah, <laughs> nothing but growth ever since. Come on.
0: Oh, I'm feeling that. This is a taste test. How bad can it be?
1: It's not going to be bad at all.
0: Ed Curry pours a dab of something called Smokin' Racha into a small spoon, and I barely put the tip of my tongue into it. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm feeling it now. Are you feeling it? It is the hottest thing I have ever tasted, but it also has good flavor. So I quickly recover and we move up to the next sauce, which is even hotter. How do you feel? That's good.
1: Didn't You taste the sweetness? I do, you do. Yeah, yeah. That was straight reaper. Don't blow your nose too hard.
0: Oh, cause it'll go up? <laughs> The final test is his famous last dab sauce.
1: Are you okay? I'm okay. You got those deer in the headlights going. I'm out. Yeah.
0: I'm out. It's pretty
1: epic, to be honest.
0: How did I do?
1: You are a champ. You did better than any other news reporter that's been here. Better than anybody. Yes, really. Better.
0: Ed Curry suggests I eat a banana and a donut, and I do. He says women tend to have a higher tolerance for spiciness, especially if they're menopausal. I don't know, something to do with pH levels or whatever. CNBC producer Nate Skid is with me, and he also tries some of the hot sauces, and he appears to be having a rougher recovery. So at this point, I'm very proud of myself. The heat of the peppers has subsided, and the promised endorphin rush kicks in. We leave Ed Curry's store and go to one of his farms. About 30 minutes later, Nate suddenly feels very sick. He goes back to our rented van to lay down. He's starting to feel the cramps Curry was talking about.
1: No matter what you do, you're stuck in the fetal position.
0: Nate finally goes behind the barn to vomit. And I'm thinking, what a wimp. I'm fine. Then another half hour passes. I'm walking in the woods with Ed Curry near his farm, and all of a sudden, I can't walk. I can't move. I have to sit down on the ground in the woods right then and there. Then I have to lay down. I have cramps so bad, I think I'm gonna die. Cramps which remind me of being in labor. I didn't realize that actually one of our cameras is rolling as I shoo everyone away because I don't want anyone near me right now. Maybe you just get... Uh, okay,
1: just stay here. Well, well, yeah, There's... I'm
0: serious. I just want to Yeah, I agree. I am lying there on the floor of the woods, staring up at the trees, wondering if this feeling will ever go away. It doesn't. So I eventually drag myself over to the side of the trail and I throw up. It hurts, but then I feel so much better. But I'm humbled. The peppers clobbered me just like they clobber everybody. Well, everybody except Ed Curry. How often do you eat your own product?
1: Every day, all day long.
0: The BBC reports research suggesting long-term ingestion of hot peppers actually wears out the neurons in your system, which send the brain those panicky alerts, desensitizing you to the perceived pain. In other words, your taste bud circuits start to flame out. But Puckerbutt Pepper Company has been more pleasure than pain as a business. First-year revenues in 2003 were around $90,000. Current revenues are close to three million bucks. Last year, Curry estimates he had a half million pepper plants, and the company has over a dozen full-time employees plus more than a hundred contractors. A big boost came after Puckerbutt was asked to provide hot sauces for the popular YouTube show Hot Ones, where celebrities like Chrissy Teigen and Terry Crews are interviewed as they eat chicken wings with increasingly hotter and hotter hot sauce. I have new respect for those people.
1: We've been supplying them with deadly things to hurt people with ever since. And what's the annual growth, the annual growth oh, rate? Oh, right now it's about 26%. Wow. Yeah.
0: Ed Curry admits he's made a lot of mistakes, like ignoring a farmer's advice to put up a fence to keep out deer.
1: And then one in one weekend, the deer ate all 35,000 plants right down to the ground.
0: How much did that cost
1: you? It cost me a lot of money, a lot of money.
0: These days, Curry's business model has changed. He's now selling more product wholesale than retail, so companies or restaurants can have their own private label hot sauces. He's putting his Carolina Reaper powder on peanuts. There's Reaper in some delicious chocolate peanut butter cups, but mostly he continues to tinker with the genetics of his peppers, believing there is untapped heat potential far beyond the 1.6 million Scoville units he's hit so
1: far. I've dealt with some botanists and geneticists who think that we can actually get a natural pepper up into the 7 to 8 million range.
0: Wow. Wow. Why? Why not?
1: I couldn't make up my life at this point, you know, if I told you 10 years ago that this would be happening, you'd call me a bold-faced liar, you know.
0: Making this company, growing these peppers, that has kept Curry clean and sober for 20 years with a wife and two adopted children. Ed Curry has learned there are much more important things than money.
1: Those early years of recovery are bad. I don't know if you know this statistics for recovery but a lot of people don't make it okay Uh, so being out in those fields very early in my recovery and spending time with God and really getting to know who I was as a person uh, really helped me to get a foundation uh, that has built my life up and uh, every single dream I've had I've always wanted my own children I've had a ton of relationships before I stopped drinking, all of them were failed. Okay, I thank God now that I never had children because it would have been devastating to their lives. I didn't get children until I grew up. Uh, I didn't get a bride that I could be a man to until I had some time where I realized what that meant. Because I had no idea what being in a relationship meant before then. I didn't get this business until I knew how to be a good steward of money.
0: So what do you think your
1: purpose on this
0: planet has been?
1: Uh, wow. Uh, my purpose is to show that it, anybody, I'm getting goosebumps, no. you know, just thinking about it. I can show that no matter how low in life you get, uh, there's always a chance to succeed. You just got to ask for help.
0: Well, there you have it. I really do love these stories and meeting these people. CNBC Strange Success is written and produced by me, Jane Wells, along with producers Candace Goldman, Ellen Egith, and Nate Skid. Editing and mixing by Candace Goldman. I will be back next week with another weird enterprise and the entrepreneur behind it now that I'm almost completely recovered from eating hot, hot, hot sauces. You can hurt me more than this?
1: Oh yeah, we're just getting started.